Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm really sorry it's been a while since I've put out one of these episodes but life got a little bit busy and now it is a bit less busy again so I'm back to making a few more episodes. So watch this space because hopefully there'll be a few more coming out in the coming weeks and months. So to break back in, what I want to talk about in this episode is why your eating disorder recovery really needs to keep evolving if it's to be successful. I think everybody can testify to the fact that everything in life changes day by day, even minute by minute sometimes. Because let's face it, life is pretty transient, nothing stays the same for very long, and with eating disorders, Of course, the danger with that is that when you're not focused on overcoming the eating disorder, then the eating disorder's own evolving and transient nature sadly generally only leads in one direction, and that's a stronger power over you. Because the longer an eating disorder is left unchallenged and allowed to fester, the more ingrained those disordered habits and rituals will become in your life and the eating disorder just becomes more and more hardwired into your brain. And because of its transient nature, those disordered habits and rituals like your restrictive eating or your movement compulsions or any other means of compensation you might have will all grow over time too so that your intake becomes more restrictive the other behaviours might increase in length or duration or repetition. At the end of the day, eating disorders are powerful. You really don't need me to tell you that. And if they are left, they will evolve into something with a much greater, a much stronger and a much more torturous hold over you and over your life. But this podcast episode is not about the insidious nature of eating disorders, but it is about the fact that just like an eating disorder will evolve and strengthen if left unchallenged, your recovery process and your stages of recovery are also going to constantly evolve and change as you proceed through this very difficult journey that is overcoming an eating disorder. So in order to have really the best, best success in your recovery, you need to recognize how your recovery process is evolving at any given time, whether it's evolving, and ensure it's constantly moving in a positive, ED-bashing direction and not becoming stagnant or even starting to slide backwards again. Make sure that your recovery is constantly moving forwards, always changing, always stepping up a gear. 
So when it comes to this, if we think about, first of all, food and rest, obviously the key components of eating disorder recovery. So in recovery, your needs for unrestricted food and unrestricted rest will stay ever present and consistent throughout your recovery journey. But over time, if you fully learn to let yourself hear your hunger, then the amounts and types of food your body will demand will change, sometimes with hunger levels that will become what some might consider extreme, and at other times hunger levels might be high but not quite as drastically insatiable as when you're in an extreme hunger phase. And at the same time, if you learn to really allow yourself to hear your exhaustion levels, there'll be times in recovery when you might need to sleep a lot and you might feel so lacking in energy that you begin to wonder if you'll ever rise from your bed with a spring in your step again. Whereas at other times, you might have a bit more energy to continue with your day-to-day tasks or you might even start to feel a bit playful again, just have a bit more va-va-voom. So I think it's safe to say that your body's needs in recovery when it comes to food and rest will fluctuate as you proceed through your own unique process and as you allow your body and brain to heal and repair and take you to that life with more freedom and hopefully a lot less misery than when you live that life with the eating disorder. But at the same time, your needs in terms of other factors that will help you towards a full recovery and allow it to be a much smoother process are also going to change as you continue to grow, as you continue to learn in your recovery and as you continue to evolve along the process. I think it's fair to say that throughout your recovery, you're probably going to need a lot of support and reassurance and encouragement. And you'll almost certainly need guidance and you might even feel quite dependent on others at times. But as you progress, you will naturally become more comfortable with the basics of your recovery. And by the basics, I mean eating a bit more, facing a few fears, learning to rest, learning not to purge. But you then need to keep taking your recovery process up a notch so that you're always facing more fears and you're always facing more challenges. At the end of the day, recovery is only really done and dusted when you can eat anything, eat anywhere, eat any amount, eat at any times, eat with anyone, and all without any fear, any anxiety, or any eating disorder-driven rules, and all without the need to compensate. Recovery is achieved when you feel completely free around food, movement, and around your life in general. And until you can safely say you're at that point, you need to keep pushing in that recovery process. And you need to keep pushing your recovery onwards and upwards so that it's continuously evolving. And to do that, that means that recovery is a constant process of working out at each point in time and within your own unique circumstances, what it is that's going to help you 
to make more of those essential changes along the way. And as you do so, you need to be vigilant and honest as to whether you are progressing. Eating disorders will hold on to you. They will maintain their grip with strength and determination, convincing you that you're doing okay with this recovery thing when really they're still in charge. And so in the lengthy process of recovery, it's very easy to find yourself either treading water or even slipping back when other things in your life demand your attention, when you're not completely focused on what you need to do for your own recovery journey. Therefore, I recommend that to really get recovery right, it's important that you make sure you're constantly re-evaluating your recovery very, very regularly. So keep asking yourself the question, sitting down and working out what still needs to change in my recovery? Where is the eating disorder still lurking? And then ask yourself, what help do you need to make new changes and to keep bashing that eating disorder out of your life? And look at your current support level and then ask yourself, is it enough at the moment? Are you getting enough support at the moment to allow your recovery to evolve or does it need some tweaks? And please remember that recovery is unique to everybody. Everybody's recovery looks different and what one person does for their recovery might not work for you. So always stay focused on your own messy but individual path, working out what might help you in the here and the now. You can certainly take ideas of motivation from others, but comparing to someone else usually leads to despair. And in recovery, that's always unhelpful. The other thing to think about when we talk about making sure your recovery is always evolving is to always make sure that your recovery is your top priority in your life. When you start to make progress in recovery, it can be very tempting to allow some of those newfound freedoms that the recovery process is giving you to allow some of those newfound freedoms to take over and push the latter parts of the recovery process, which for many people are just as tough and actually sometimes even harder than the early stages, much further down your day-to-day priority list. And that becomes very dangerous territory. And that's a key reason so many people stay in what's commonly called the quasi-recovery state for years, where they're a bit less disordered or maybe they're living in a bigger body and with some less obvious or restrictive rules around food and movement, but ultimately they're still strongly controlled by the illness and by an eating disorder. So to make sure you don't hit that quasi-recovered state and then stay there, you need to keep pushing your recovery back up the top of your priority list until you can be absolutely safe and certain that you are recovered and done. And within that, you need to make sure that any life commitments that you feel obliged to carry out are actually helping you to recover. Unfortunately, I so often see people trying to do it all. They're trying to study or work. They're trying to manage families and kids. They're trying to fulfill carer duties. 
they're trying to volunteer and network, while also attempting recovery. And I'm sorry to say it rarely ends well. Recovery is a full-time job and it takes so much brain space. It has to take a lot of brain space. There's no getting around that. Have a listen to my other episodes about neural rewiring in recovery and the neuroscience behind recovery as to why recovery does take up as much brain space and as much focus as it actually does. And so if recovery is going to work for you, it's going to mean constantly reassessing what else in your life is taking your time and focus and what you can do to take some of those demands away while you really get to work on getting your recovery done properly. And you're going to have to learn to be absolutely honest in your recovery process, first and foremost with yourself, but also with your support team. It's going to be very tempting to want to fly free and start to live a bigger and better life. But if you do so too early, you risk not finding that absolutely 100% recovered space. And you deserve that 100% recovered space and that 100% recovered life. And as I touched on before, if something or someone in terms of your recovery and your recovery support is not helping, then you shouldn't be afraid to speak up or change things. This is your recovery at the end of the day. You need to own it. So perhaps a therapist or a recovery coach has helped you a great deal to get you where you are now, but it's reached a point in that relationship where you feel you need more independence or maybe you just need a fresh perspective. And the same might be true with your relationships with your family or friends or partner who have been supporting you in your recovery process. Sometimes the dynamics just need to change and be adjusted. And of course, it's just as likely to be the opposite case and you feel you need more support. No matter where in the process you are, whether you're at the start, in the middle, or whether you're towards the end. Keep re-evaluating what you need and the factors or the people who might help. And don't be afraid to change anything or change everything. At the end of the day though, no matter what, you have to take charge and own your recovery. Because only you know who or what might be helpful or not helpful and only you can implement the necessary changes that will make getting you to your ultimate free and recovered life easier and hopefully a little bit quicker too. Eating disorder recovery is a long process, but you always need to stay focused on your own path and constantly pivot your approach whenever you need to. And the other crucial thing here is that recovery also means not berating yourself for any mistakes or setbacks along the way, because at the end of the day, this is a real and a shitty illness. And it's always the case for everybody that getting recovery right is messy. But messy doesn't mean impossible. And from that mess that you make in your recovery, you will learn and you will grow. So I hope there's been something in there that's helped in terms of you and your recovery process. 
Keep shaking it up, as I've said before. Just make sure that it's always changing, it's always evolving. You're always trying to focus on moving it in the right direction. If there's anything in particular you want me to talk about in future episodes, then please let me know. You can send me an email and you'll find out more about how to contact me on my website, hellybarns.com. And otherwise, I'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.